Hey, what's up, man? I'm here with Patrick, sweet pea. Yeah, man. We got a guest today. We do. And I'm Tristan. I'm Patrick. And we have Emily Lynn in the house. Hi. And when we say in the house, we mean a recording rehearsal space with a piano in it. Yep. It's like a house. Yeah, we could live here. We got the lights off. It's very sexy. We've got a northern view of New York City, midtown Manhattan. This is the size of a, a standard New York apartment, am I right? <laughs> That's right. You don't have to put a Murphy bed in here to make a living. Uh, I still haven't turned, figured out how to turn that thing down. I think what I'm you should do is to. let it ride out uh-huh. and then turn it down however, but then you you turn it down later in editing. Why don't you just put it in... In the edit. In post. He's cutting we... this all This whole part has been cut out. I think because I Why think he wants to hear the song live so that you know what our entrance music is oh. and like you feel the vibes. Okay. You Emily, feeling the vibes? And Emily, yeah. do you feel the vibe of all of our audience that are totally going to be listening to this? Yeah, I feel a strong vibe. This is episode three. We probably have between well, it, ten and twenty thousand. It could be episode three or four or five. I haven't really ordered them yet. Yeah, we're know? thinking about just recording like twenty or forty before yeah. we put them anywhere. Basically, once we hit our forties, we're just going to release a whole mess of podcasts. It's going to be crazy. In fact, we may or may not be recording right now. Who cares? Mm. We're just hanging out, the three of That's us. That's right. It's the comics table. Yeah, it's so- the comics table. <laughs> All right. With DJ Tristan in the house. That was just dumb. I liked it. Is everyone okay? No. Tristan's not okay, Emily. No. And uh, you're our guest today, but you actually might have to take a primary role in this podcast to help us work through whatever Tristan's going through. So, Tristan, what what is happening with you right now? You look unwell Um, and paler than usual. No, um, that's just just because I... Have to stay out of the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, I just—it's like like I have to—I have a day job, mm-hmm. right? Which, I mean, Patrick, you don't know about anymore, right? No, like I'm back. I'm working. Oh, I'm okay. working every day, man. Well, congrats, man. That's that's a revelation. But I work from home, <laughs> so I don't have to deal with the stress. I, I work you in do. an office, and I work with like technology, and uh, and like always, when I need to f- get out and do something, I like shit goes down. Like everything melts down. I'm actually, I shouldn't be here right now. I should be fixing a bug for like software that Fortune 500 companies are using, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to do the podcast. You instead. had more important things to do. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, <laughs> he said it so earnestly. Doesn't computer stuff sound like the worst to have to deal with professionally? I did for a minute. You did? Mm-hmm. What kind of business? I was editing videos. Oh, yeah. At least that's creative still. It was creative, but it was so, it's so highly technical. And it was a lot of like graphics, which I physically Mm. could not create. A lot of alpha channels. Lots of alphas. Mm. Um, I hated it. Who were you editing for? A company. You're not going to say. They were lovely. (laughs) I was, I. Did they pay you editor rates? Um,. I was salaried, so no. Okay. But it was web video or broadcast. They, it's, it's tough to. I don't even know what they did. Well, that's the thing. There's so much fucking content. I'm using air quotes around the word content. There's so much video everywhere all the time that like you could get a job as an editor or videographer or DP or whatever because there's so much junk that needs to be made and like now 
there's like really crappy payment that's getting made. To, you know, I don't know. It sounds like you had a hard time. I, I well, I went to film school, oh. so I thought, well, I ought to use this degree that I have earned. And I went to art school. That's very exciting. Yeah. Are you using that degree? No, I'm just gonna. That's that's what I think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no college is, is worthy. No. What uh, film school did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to brag, but I went to um, SUNY Purchase Film Conservatory. That's bragging. That's cool. I know some people that went yeah, there. Yeah, um, no big deal, but it was a group of 20 kids, and the um, audition process was um, radical. That's really cool. I think that's very cool. It was, it was uh, a time. And you do do you shoot video now? Like, do you use your video skills for your for your art and for your comedy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't. I think the whole time I was there, I was like, no, definitely, like, don't want to be on camera. <laughs> definitely, just want to. <laughs> I'm totally behind the camera, kind of gal. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want spotlight. No. And then it became very apparent. Yeah. Two years ago that I, I very much did want to be on camera yeah, and to never be behind it again. That's really funny. I feel like we went through the same experience. Really? I feel like you guys are connecting yeah. on a lot of levels right now. Yeah, I was, you're I, not even it's false. Right it's false humility. It's like I, I on some uh, subconscious level, I don't think I deserve acclaim and attention sure. when it's all I want. Of course. And so I just told people for 10 years. Luckily, you caught it early. So if that was two years ago, you were before your mid twenties. I won't say your age, but like, I when I was at that point and I had that same realization, I just plowed ahead for like mm-hmm. eight more years. Like, yeah, I'll just keep producing. This is this makes me happy. Just fucking clenched jaw, just muscling my way through stuff I hated, even though all I wanted to do was entertain. Yep, that's been my whole life. <laughs> it's so hard, guys. To, it is to take the leap so but you know what it is it's it's like a what happens with work though see i my i have like a job that pays very well right and uh, i'm not i'm not bragger bragger you know buy and sell y'all you know um uh it's it's a good paying job it's a nice job a lot of dividends a lot of dividends um you know buying and selling no but uh but it's 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 a level of stress and what happens is when things go wrong then there's like this cascade effect so like today I was fully planning to go to an improv practice for like a indie team I'm on um, because that's you know a thing that I do. Couldn't make it because I had this work was it emergency. Also thing. in this space, no. And then I was like, oh, I'm I'm that I was then well at least I'll make getting my la- my uh, my dry cleaning picked up. So I so I'm like racing out of the door. I'm running late now. You, I have a pretty tight with my dry cleaner because I go to them all the time. I spend a lot of money dry they, cleaning. They play everything. with your underwear. They play with my underwear and, and they love my scent. So uh, I, I I called them up and the guys are like, you know, hey, please hold. And then like just leaves me on hold for like ten fucking minutes. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm like we're getting in a cab and like I'm I blew a lot of money on cabs today because I'm just like trying to get to places fast. So so getting in a cab, spending that that money, get there. Get in like I'm like oh it's not closed I go inside by the way I'm on that phone the entire time nobody picks Buying, up selling just no no Dividends. waiting for them to pick up at the dry cleaner 
I get inside of the dry cleaner. They had just put me on hold and walked away. There was nobody there. Oh, man. Like, I could have robbed them blind, just started taking things out of the store, everything. They had it unlocked, but nobody was there. Then the guy comes from the back. He's like, we're closed. We close at 7. It was like 7.02. And you were still on hold after closing time. Right. Exactly. And uh, and then I just, you know, I was mad at the guy. I'm like, well, Did I'm not going to come here anymore. You like, said oh, that? Blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, you had, wait, you had an exchange over this with oh, the guy. Well, I mean, I wasn't mean. But I was just like, you know, you put me on hold and you leave me here for 10 minutes. And then and then I, I literally have like $250 worth of dry cleaning with them because I like gave them every single piece of clothing I have that's foldable at the same time. So, I mean, and they won't – I didn't get it because they were like, yeah, we uh, turned off our credit card machine. So uh, you can't get anything. Oh, God. These sound like the problems of a wealthy man. Yeah. It sounds like it, I but... Can't oh, I had a dry cleaning meltdown. Relate. Why do you dry clean your clothes? Because... I'm sorry. This sounds like a is criticism. Is it drop-off service or Why, is it all though? dry cleaning? What do you need well, dry Well, okay. Clean? So I don't have a washer dryer anywhere. Um, and so what I do is like there's like a... Like a like a Korean laundromat, like You're talking a block away. laundry by weight. Yeah, a laundry Not- by weight place, and they and you just drop your laundry off, and then they weigh it, and then they they. But the problem is, it's really super hard on your clothes. So if you have anything. That's not like but if you have anything that's buttoned up, you will get it back. It will be the size of like a child's doll, you know, like it will not fit yes. you at all anymore. So, so that stuff, I, yeah. I I wash myself. I'll do the machine. I'll go down. I'll wash all my but shirts. Yeah, you probably go. And then be, I hang dry. You probably wash it by some kind of magical river that's like shown up. No. And you're no. wearing like like just kind of like a torn shirt. But and like clamshells like, over you know my mean? nipples. You know what I'm saying? And his like hair is kind of like right. flying in the wind. And, and then he's just like... He's just like kind of like scrubbing it in the riverbed, and, <laughs> and then I'm getting oral sex from a mermaid. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's how you wash your clothes, of course. But you don't dry clean everything else, or you do dry clean button-down shirts. Button-down, like that shirt that you're wearing. Like, yeah. it, well, if it, it depends on the shirt, but like that shirt you're wearing, probably I would dry clean it. Really? Yeah, that's Whoa. expensive. Uh, but you no, make but so it, much money, you can afford no, it. No, it's yeah. not like Sometimes. that. It's not, this is like an exceptionally large bill. It's just because I literally dry cleaned like 50 pieces of clothing all at the same time. That's why. Okay. Because uh, I'm a slacker. So, so then that happened this evening and that pushed you back. And then, I, yeah, and then, you know, and then, and then I'm and like. you missed improv practice. Right. And then I'm like, be here promptly, guys, so I can be five minutes late, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All that good stuff. Emily, how was your day? Mm. Was that as stressful Ooh, as that? You can hear that motorcycle going. That's it was, fine. there were many. There was a lot of movement, but it was fine. What's going on with you day job-wise if um, you're not editing videos anymore? I uh, nanny uh, small children. Oh, I like that. Yeah. What age? They're eight and five. They, you must be so fun for them. You know, it's... Yeah. I can be fun. Like, they're going to remember you forever. Because <laughs> yeah. five and eight, they, they retain stuff. You know, it's funny. I am what we would call a bad babysitter. I I don't uh, organize activities. Um, I'm no good at it. Um, no, bad babysitters like drinking. Right. I mean, I don't drink. <laughs> I, I don't. had a babysitter. There was a kid. She would drink and she would eat all of her ice cream and she was like, <laughs> invite her friends over when my mom wasn't there. And then I remember one time they were eating ice cream and drinking. And they were laughing and she spit up all the ice cream all over the, my kitchen floor. That's what a bad was, babysitter. Wait, well, she probably wasn't doing it professionally. Mm. 
Yeah, back in our day, it was all under the table yeah. neighborhood kids. Are Just, you licensed or something? No, I'm not licensed. But um, isn't anything professional if you're getting paid to do it? I guess so. I guess you're right. Anyway, the kid. <laughs> well, here's a question I'd like to ask you: yeah. Is there a di- is it very similar to deal? Are these two boys? No, this is a boy and a girl. But they're immature people because they're young. Mm-hmm. Is there any difference between them and like the dumbest open micers you encounter? Mm, no, not quite. And, and that's a bad thing if there's no difference. I think so. Yeah, they're uh, they're fun. We do voices. That's the only thing I can come to the table with. I'm vi- I don't like to move, so. Um, you know, any sort of physical activity is out. Gotta do voices. <laughs> Have a few of them. Can we hear some? What's your, like, when you're yelling at them? Um, oh, well, that's just me yelling. <laughs> but, uh... I can't imagine you yelling, though. Actually, like, like yelling in I've only done it a few times. Yeah. Um, but we do... I have a character, Uncle Sal. And it's Uncle Sal's day camp. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Sal's day camp, would you see meeples all day? And like the little girl, <laughs> she'll be like, Uncle Sal, where where we get the meeples? Like, we're going to get them for my friend. <laughs> it's always like a weird. Does, does the mm. little kid have like the accent of Audrey from Little Shop of R's? No, but she tries and it's so cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know that reference. She actually couldn't say Sal for some reason. That was a weird... So she would say, Uncle Sherrit. <laughs> what? She added syllables. She added syllables. It was very strange. I think she got it now. I was telling you on our way into the studio tonight how much I love one of your voices. Uh, it's the Orthodox Jewish woman mm-hmm. voice. Uh could you tell Tristan, give Tristan some life advice about how to deal with the stress of his day in in the, in her voice? Okay. Never fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. That's a great advice. You just don't don't take take your clothes to Koreans. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> Wash them in your bathtub. I don't know. Is that that feels racist on so many levels? What I just well, said. What I, I wonder in that community, they're not taking clothes to Koreans. They're they're taking they're doing it to the it. Jewish laundry mm-hmm. if there is one, and there is or they're doing no it at home. group of uh, citizens that I fear more um, than than the Hasids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this from Little Shop of Horrors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is Se- this is Seymour and Audrey. All right, that's, Tristan that's is showing me his iPhone. He's playing back a YouTube video. God, I haven't seen this since I was. Do it, Emily. Yeah, in so long. Rick Moranis, sexy I, or nerdy? I think I would have. I think I thought he was kind of special as a kid. Like you were attracted on some level. There was some spark. Because he's funny. Yeah. 
I wanted to live in that movie. I wanted to be small and the, just have those trials and tribulations take place. <laughs> like, I wanted to live in that movie. I wanted to be an outer space plant that ate people. <laughs> right. Well, isn't it a Venus flytrap and it eats people? It's it's like, oh, I was talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> of course, Rick Moranis is in Little Shop of Hearts. I just, you wanted to ride an ant. I you wanted, know, to, I wanted to eat that oatmeal cookie yes. mm-hmm. you know what i mean say no more yeah mm-hmm. that would have been great well little, and little. then that great joke at the end the callback to french class they kept saying we're going to french class mm-hmm. when they're making out or where'd you learn french class and then the kid finally gets it at the end that's what i remember from from honey i shrunk the kids yeah i that that movie there's very little sexually about that that i can remember i from mean there was out. that sexual dynamic but mm-hmm. as there was in all movies of that era but yeah, I, didn't, I don't think of it that way. No, they were they ate butt in that movie. Could Did you they? nail mm-hmm. down? I, 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 that's right. There was the whole ass eating scene. <laughs> yeah, they the kids get small and then they climb into fully grown people's butts and, and just rim whole, them out. It's yeah. a whole rim. It's like very <laughs> micro macro rim job. <laughs> you know that old trope. <laughs> that made me laugh. They're just giving a colonoscopy. That's the, the like. <laughs> that's what they have to do. Yeah. But, what about a, a what is that doctor? Proctologist. That's a butt mm-hmm. doctor. Yeah. What about a proctologist who's too too casual about what his job is? Like, what if he's at a cocktail party? He's like, yeah, I just give rim jobs all day. <laughs> I just check out butts all day. You know. Well, you could say that with any. I mean, what about like a gynecologist? So let's, uh, you yeah, know, you get I'm just, I'm exploring, I'm exploring gash all day, you know, <laughs> just, uh, you know, healthy gash, unhealthy gash, you know. All right. Hasidic. Gash Central Station. <laughs> I was just going to request Hasidic woman goes to her uh, gynecologist and you did it. It was fantastic. You picked up on it. She, she thinks ahead of the pack. Yeah. What's up with the tongues? <laughs> Are those stirrups? <laughs> so cold. <laughs> <laughs> they are cold. Let me just put this nice speculum mm-hmm. up in you, and we're gonna we're just gonna see what's happening up there. You know, all the goodies, all the goodies up there. Oh, look, we found a little Twizzler. What have you <laughs> I been, hope you don't find my money. What have you been doing? <laughs> oh no, there, there's a purse. No. Okay. <laughs> That's enough of that. A G.I. Joe. <laughs> Miss, are you using this as a litter box? What's going on in here? <laughs> what about a dentist? It's just like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I just uh, exploring uh, mouth holes all day. Isn't there a crazy statistic holes. about dentists that they're very depressed people? I thought they, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. My like dentist the most growing suicide, up, I don't know. I remember my dentist was in the na- newspaper for getting a DUI in our town when we were kids. Still went to him, though. Yeah. I mean, hey, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we inhale all the laughing gas at our place of work and go cruising, you know? Have you ever get a D- DUI? Oh, my God, no. You know, it's not, no, I, well, I can't drive, so. Really? You just don't have a license? I know or? I am licensed to drive, um, but drive I cannot. You're not um, good at it. I am atrocious at it, and I've become a fearful driver. I actually can't really do it anymore. That's good to know about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's really not uh, good because my mother lives on Long Island and I can't. Um, I want to make some kind of like easy stereotypical joke about it, but it's not even worth it, really. No. It's not worth your time. No, because we're not I'm doing a woman that. that I can't drive. We're not doing that on this podcast. No, it's because you're, it's your, you're full on Asian. Yeah. Oh. Uh, wait, what town in Long Island did you grow up in? Seacliff. Mm. Oh, I know the Seacliff uh, Express, the Plainview Seacliff Expressway. Is that a thing? No. What is that one? You made that up. Uh, I went to CW Post College, so maybe I know some of the same people. 107. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Talking roots, talking maps. Just talking roots. <laughs> uh, I would like to talk about a women's issue. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, please. Um, so, so I saw a status of yours about being fed up with male comics covering rape. Oh, I was uh, at that mic, I think, that yes, you were talking about. Yes, yeah. and I wanted to say how... Uh, of course, I was on the same page as you during this guy's performance. I, f- I don't even want to try to replicate the bit no, he was doing. No point. There were so many people making I, yeah, jokes. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, there was. But there was one in particular when I looked over at you and you were in full face palm, like <laughs> in your seat. I've like, seen that happen on a number of and occasions. I, yeah, I had this thought. I was like, how many times has she face palmed over this stuff? And I'm not obviously not criticizing you. I want to be clear about that. Uh, how... Because it doesn't trigger me in the same way because I'm not a woman, but I'm like, oh, yeah, like female comedians have to do that face palm fucking every night probably. Uh, how frustrated were you in those moments? And, and tell us tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> we lived the nightmare. We lived the traumatic moment. The frustration is bore from – I think it's that – if you're going to joke about rape, which is fine, if you do it so beautifully, like it has to be funny, yeah. so funny. And it also yeah. has to, you have to sort of make it clear what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't err on the side of rape. <laughs> Of pro rape, <laughs> maybe sort of be. Let me ask you though. This might be an ignorant question, mm-hmm. but do you? I don't actually. From my perspective, I don't actually think. I think it's just as like bad. Like like watching somebody tell a bad rape joke is like horrible for anybody. Like in the same way, it would be. Um, it's it's like a painful to watch somebody like do a like a jokes about black people or right or whatever. it's like anything or yeah, you know or I gay agree. jokes or anything like that and it's like it's done untastefully but i mean do you think it's worse like being a woman do you think it's worse or or because i i mean from my perspective i think like anybody watching like sensitive material done poorly is just like oh god it's like the worst thing but i don't know yeah i don't know i don't um i don't have a uh what am i saying I, I guess I don't have, um, you know, uh, I'm not coming from a place of, of oh, I know what that's like, right? Because I don't. So th- Baruch Hashem. I, I feel like that would be. Uh, <laughs> so, but still, just I don't know. It 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 just it burns the dermis. Yeah. Mm. You know, makes the fit, the cheeks tingle. It's really not cool. You really, you really got to do it right. And yeah. you have to make sure that you're not inadvertently saying 
well, rape is a, sort of a fun little thing we do or whatever. Yeah. Um, the only yeah. Th- I got to say, I will say this, though. Oh, so, no. No, I, because I got to play the devil's advocate for everything, right? So, um, like, I think with comics, we all agree that, like, you should be able to talk about anything you want to talk about no matter how – like, I don't – in my opinion, there's there's nothing that's off the table. First of all, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys especially agree with me a, a mic like and that that was the second point. It's a yeah. mic, right? Although although that was a unique S- mic because there was like a table of ten people who were just like hanging out. No, that's Chicago. true. We had some audience, right? So that's different. But I will say, here's the struggle, right? Like, so it is a mic, right? It's it's not a show. It's not a uh, it's it, you know it's it's not even a bar show. It's like it's a, literally an open mic which is like the lowest form of what we have for practice. And so if you want to, so the question is, how do you try that material out? Because obviously if you're trying, yeah, okay. Emily's got her hands up on there. Like, like a classic audience member. Okay. I hear you on this. Yeah. I think the trouble, you run into trouble when you're a man, a young man, Mm -hmm. any age, man, it's worse than when you're young somehow though. Um, and you you have clearly have not given any thought to whatever bullshit rape premise that you have mm-hmm. and you just say it so cavalierly um when you can pretty much guarantee um that if there are a f- more than a few women in the audience that probably one of them has been raped so it's it's like i don't know i don't think it's it's just tough. It's a tough sell. And also, there, I think a solution to like how do you pra- your question of how do you practice a new idea, mm. it might be good to have a conversation amongst friends or an adult. Yeah, <laughs> but something. these are also comics you're talking about. Or why do, <laughs> but why do, men, why do men want so desperately to make rape jokes? Why does I don't this think it's matter so much, to I, them? I don't think it's so much that they want... Here's what it is. I think that, that comics, especially newer comics, they want to... They want to test their limits and see like, hey, can I shock somebody? You know, like, can I, you know, because it's not just rape jokes. It's like, it's racist jokes. It's sexual jokes of any nature. It's mm-hmm. it's bodily function, dick vag jokes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's rape. That's what you hear a lot from like the new comics that they're really kind of like trying to test it out and like see what their deal is. Rape, race, and poop. Is yeah, like it's the like first three anything topics. that's like super touchy that you should definitely not be talking about yet. Like you should yeah. definitely wait until you have a better understanding of it. Like that's all the the stuff that all the new comics want to like delve into. You know? Yeah, I I have to admit, like I I'd consider myself a new to- comic still, and like I I'm working on this pedophilia joke that is not good yet. And oh oh, but I've the- got to I've got to contradict you there because. Oh man, it is so. It's like one of the best ones I've ever heard. Honestly. Well, I appreciate that, but it's not there yet. And I have to admit, the first time I riffed on this joke, and I got the big shocking punchline laugh and the the big reaction at this one part of the joke, that felt like a drug to me. To be so shocking by what I said, it felt and have it work. It yeah, felt, to have a, have a right. Yeah. It felt like drugs, and I actually didn't know what the joke was really about yet. And I did it a couple more times mm-hmm. at Mike's to get that same drug again. Uh, and it wasn't about well, what's what's this? Pr- what what joke is? What purpose is this joke serving? What's the bigger message of it? What does it? What is the meaning of this joke? I didn't really have those questions worked out yet. And I think for newer comics, they're like. 
well, let's see if I can get a good rape joke going because then I'll then I'll really have done it, you know. And I do. I actually, I'll be honest. Actually, I, I close my set usually like at a big show. I'll close it with a rape joke. Oh, that's a cute rape joke, though. Right, but that's it's it's more about it's actually more about how stupid I am. Yeah, you know, like it's so it's it's less about that actual thing that just happens to be, and it's based off of like a real like thought and observation that yeah. I had. You know, in real life, so I'm not like just pulling it out of the ether kind yeah. of thing. Well, you know what's funny? So that is funny because that rape, rape in that joke. <laughs> so that joke, your joke, it's it's uh, it's got this like motif of rape. So rape is just like what the room is painted with or something, right? It's like walking to a green room. And it's just like this background topic that just heightens the tension of whatever you're about to say. And then you make this totally stupid joke about punctuation. Uh and it, I bet that joke is funnier because it's in this tense package. Yeah. Yeah. Hands up, Emily Lynn. Emily, you can just talk. You don't even have to raise your hand here. Okay. I'd like to interject, fellas. Oh, always. Um, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of, you know, right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I don't feel like I have a lot of knowledge about a certain thing, I'm probably not going to talk about it. Mm. The say, you know, like when people talk about race, I, I'm not going to talk about race mm. yeah. because I'm not an asshole. So, <laughs> and I also don't, I'm, I don't, I can't speak to it. That's a great it's point too. It's too big of a topic for me, but you can talk about it from your own lens, I guess, but and your lens can be, I have a joke where I talk about a story when I was just completely ignorant. Like when I was in, when I was in high school, I went to boarding school. This is just another thing that's going to reemphasize that I come from some Richie family and I don't. <laughs> you went to boarding um, school. You yeah, got two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. I was I was on financial aid, bills. Uh, I went to boarding school, and uh, the, my first year, I dressed up in blackface for Halloween because I didn't know what blackface was, and I thought Jeez I was doing ways. something like art artsy because I was in art school and, or I was like doing art stuff, and like I thought like, oh, this is I'm going to dress as a color kind of thing, and I didn't realize the whole history of that. I was so ignorant to it. So I have a whole story that I tell about it. And that's like, that, I, did you grow up in a literal bubble? Like, what, what I, I mean, I grew up, I grew up in, um, like right outside of Philadelphia, but I was on like the Jersey side. And oddly enough, like the school, a lot of the schools that I went to, like the public schools had like maybe one or two black students, um, maybe one or two Asian students. Like it was like very like white heavy. Like I remember, um, in fifth grade, like learning about Judaism and it's like, wow, what an exotic yeah, idea. Yeah. Like no, I've I never heard. I relate to that. Yeah. I'd never heard of that before. I'd never heard of anything wow. outside of like, you know, waspy. I, I had no understanding of the concept of blackface until college. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. Wow. Uh, that, that's what happened to me too. Like Spike I, Lee's film. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is that? Boone. Oh, what is that movie called? Boondoggled or something? Fuck. What is that movie? But it's about it's it's a anyway. I, uh, I have to admit that I was very ignorant growing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I I was I was raised white, <laughs> <laughs> so I was as well. Oh, so oh, you were saying like you don't want to do stuff about race, which is cool, and I was actually really respect that. But I think like especially in a week where like so, like so I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but this was like a horrible week, like. Several black men were murdered, and there was the huge shooting in Dallas afterward. So things are fucking weird. I had a show Saturday night, and I didn't do... I just comment. I just said, like, isn't it great we could all get together tonight and have a good time? Like, 
I think it's important as comics to at least acknowledge that things are weird. You know, not. I mean, I was also MC. It was like my show, so I guess not every comic has to have something in their act to like comment on what's going on in the world. But like, yeah, I think you can acknowledge oh. events that are sad. I yeah. did that with Orlando. Yeah, but it was, but I, but I didn't make a joke. Right, of course. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I, I really respect when people do. I mean, when I think about, there's so much stuff going on in the world right now. I mean, there's what you were saying. There's everything that's going on in the political realm. I was very sad today that Bertie conceded to Hillary, and I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers because some people are big Hillary supporters. But um, actually, I'm not going to ruffle any feathers because no one's listening to this. Or, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, like I, 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 you know, that was not, even though it's inevitable, like he was, he was, lo- he was losing and he lost, you know, like it's still just like, uh, so now it's going to be her and this guy Trump and they're going to be, you know, doing that thing. So there, that's happening. You have the whole Brexit thing that's like affecting like global economics and everything like that. There's a lot of shit that's going on in the world. And then you go to these mics and it's like two hours or three hours or f- like I do back to back mics. So it's like I'm there for four hours on Friday. And literally after three hours, there was not one thing about current events. It's all about mod dick. Mm. And like some kid was doing, I, I was standing there and he's doing this joke about like the um, uh, the the Pillsbury Doughboy, and if you tickle too too hard, he starts shitting dough or something. Mm-hmm. And it's such a dumb joke, but it just made me giggle because it's mm-hmm. so stupid. And I was like, I like that joke because it's so dumb. But then I was like having a revelation of like, this is what we're taught. We have like a, a platform to unlimitedly talk about whatever we want. Unlimitedly is not a word. Um, to talk about whatever we want, and we're talking about like that. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about like what's going on in the world and trying to. Like, understand it better yeah. through the medium of comedy. You know what's fucked up and lazy about me is that I have this mentality of, like, I'm like, oh, I'll do current event stuff when I have, like, the time to, like, research what's going mm-hmm. on. And, like, I don't have to work all day. And I can, like, write jokes about what's going on in the world, which is probably... Then you can't use them, you yeah, know, they're gone. for a certain amount of... That's why I don't write anymore. them. Yeah. I, Although... Maybe not, because everything that's fucked up in the world is just a pattern that repeats. Yeah, maybe. I had a Bernie joke and I was like really proud of it. And now it's doesn't matter anymore. What was it? Doesn't matter. But you, you know you can don't immortalize matter. it on a podcast. Well, no, I don't. You know what I believe? Because I, I always I, I worry so much because I I'm so paranoid that I'm not funny enough for this business. And part of the oh, fear, Pat. part of the fear comes from like I probably have only a limited amount of energy and a limited amount of jokes I could even write for we myself. We all do. But the truth is, is, uh, is the opposite. I think the well is unlimited. There will always be inspiration, and it's actually a, a problem of faith. That time's I have. not time is limited, though. Yeah, it's, but it's not. It's not subject matter. Yeah, time's a. Time what is, is time? slipping, slipping, slipping into the future? The secret to life is enjoying the passage of time. <laughs> um, James Taylor said that. Oh, yeah. James Taylor from The Bachelorette? or James, James Taylor, Taylor from The Bachelorette. <laughs> the singer-songwriter. God, he is weak. He's sad, right? He's like, such a little... Mm. It's just like own your space, own your personality. Yeah, own it. And, and just like like don't compare and despair with these other men. He's so... He was like, I'm, you know, I know I'm not the smartest guy like, there. Gee, I don't like the most money. Like, gee whiz, these guys are so handsome and yeah. like, they got abs and stuff. And I'm just like a nice guy. <laughs> So now we have actual James Taylor playing. I like n- no no worries of copyrights on anything. I just play it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make this into a Bachelorette podcast now. I love it. 
Do you listen to Not Here to Make Friends? Oh, wait, you've never listened to a podcast. See, you might enjoy that. Huffington Post puts out one called, great title, by the way, Not Here for Friends or something like that. Uh, It's a Bachelorette-specific podcast. Okay, well, that I'd probably listen to. I just, I'm I'm a visual learner. Um, (laughs) I actually can't listen to audio. Unless it's music. You yeah. love music. I love music, but I can't. I can't listen to people talk. Mm. What if? What if it was just like a That's, still I picture? I hate being of on them, the phone. Like they have in those YouTube videos, where it's just a still picture and then like people talking. No, I. I think I would need a little more. Do you like sixty minutes? The show, like a boring, like sit down interview. Yeah, that's fine. At least I can see the faces of the pe- people's faces moving. Do you, do you have ADD or anything like that? I was diagnosed as a youth. I think I just didn't uh, like school mm. like so many kids. But then you got into a prestigious <laughs> film program. Well, they didn't. You know that was about that was about art. Wait, um, so are you good? At, <laughs> are you good at like shooting stuff? You know that it's so funny. When I was there, I kept in my brain every time I was sitting in class, I was like, "Fuck, I um." I'm don't have. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. My what the fuck uh, even was that? My phone just kept playing. That's okay. Poor <laughs> Emily just jumped out of her I seat. I did too. <laughs> She's now got the mic no, in her no, eye socket. No, no, it's all fine. I was so at film school proper. I was so. I was like, I don't, uh, I'm not uh, good at any of this. Um, I think maybe I was okay at a couple things. I think I was okay at writing. Yeah. Could sort of muddle through a story, but that's Um, it. You know, knowing what I do of you, I'm sure you were great though. And you just kind of, you're, you're very good at putting yourself down about things that you're super excellent at. Like for Mm. our, for our non-existent listeners, uh, Emily Lynn is, uh, a fantastic comedian. Hysterical. Thanks, Hysterical. Guys. Like really smart, smart Killer. material. Oh, smart. It's just, it's not always about really in, in, my vagina. I know, but you do it in an intelligent way. Well, thanks. And very entertaining, which is the fucking point of comedy, I first suppose. of all. So who cares if it's smart or not? You're very, very entertaining. If you must. And if I you feel, will. Like at a mic when there are so many people who aren't performing, like that night I last saw you when there was an audience, I always feel happy for them when people go up and do really well, like you you both did, actually. Uh, I always feel like, well, thank God they got something out of sitting in this room for two hours. Like they got, like, entertained. Mm. <laughs> you didn't feel that way? Mm-hmm. No, you want a good mic, right? You want it to be fun for everybody. You want it to be fun for yourself. There were some rough spots. Yeah, there was. But they had, like, spots of light. I, um... Have been feeling bad lately. Why? I don't uh, go to mics. Is that bad? Because you don't no. have time, or I mean, you do. No, I have. To, I have time. Are I'm sure you're <laughs> writing or like using your brain for things that are? Good. I am. I am. Um, trying to do other things. Go easy on yourself. I don't know. I just. I. I. I don't go to. You know. I. I was talking to some guy, and he was like, oh, "No, like you're not grinding. Like you don't fucking grind." Fuck that guy. 
you gotta go like 12 mics a week and i was like <laughs> i don't know i don't know you should know, I, I be think, doing I, that i think well, that this is a common thing that occurs i think in the in the comics community of like the amount of times that you should go to a mic and right. i think that there's something to be said for doing a bunch i think if you can write at some point during the week and then work on the things that you wrote over the course of the week and you have some kind of way to kind of almost systematic of creating material working on the material right. and refining it by the end of the week like that is obviously like the most ideal setup but like mm-hmm. it's going to be different for every comic and i don't think you need to do three mics a day i think that's insane i like, think there are many paths to the mountain yeah i mean some people for them like they need those three mics a day like that's the only way like that they can work through the material um i know a couple of comics that they're like yeah like i i i have a joke that i've written you know the day before and each each mic I work on it and and you know through the three I've got it refined much better the way I want it and mm-hmm. and if if you can do that and and it works for you then then you know God bless but I mean for me I couldn't ta- I could not take being in those rooms that long right. and I probably would be a rude comic because I'd be just like jetting out as soon as I'm done right. my set you know running to the next thing but uh, but but then you know those of us that don't do that like you and I probably beat ourselves up a lot more about it because I, I know certainly do yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think also there's so many ebbs and flows in so many different ways with any creative pursuit that one of the ebbs and flows for me is like there are times when I, all I want to do is hang out at Mike's. And at those times, yeah. I've got to harvest that and, and do the three a night and like just ride that wave. I'm not really there right now. I'm kind of like if I could go to one a night, that'd be great. Or like even four a week, that'd be fine probably. Uh, but there are times where I'm like, I can't fucking listen to another person talk even including myself and i'll take a few days off uh and i'm sure there'll be times when i'm like i want to take a month off and that's fine i think i think you're right pat hell yeah i also i also want to um uh go do um uh what am i saying yoga Oh God! Oh never no! Oh God no! Um, I I want to like h- hang out with my boyfriend. Yeah, and like have a life. Uh, yeah, uh, comedy can be really difficult on it's, relationships. Who's your boyfriend? He's this guy. Is um, he a comedian? He's very funny, and he makes funny videos. Cool. Um, his group is called Bort. They're a big deal. How did you meet him? Um, I did a video for them. Nice. Um, but yeah, you know, I would like to to see him more often, but it's like I can't. Well, th- thankfully, you have that kind of relationship, that. right? Yeah, he's super busy. I'm super busy. It's good. That's New York for you. But like, sometimes you just want to like, you know. <laughs> Just sort of like sit there and like make out on the couch. Mm. Sort of just do that. French class. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky in that my lady is a civilian, but she gets gets she she worked at the comedy cellar for a time. She loves comedy. She supports the dream, you know. And uh, I get that things are going to be hard for her. But she allows me to do the thing, and it's fine. Oh, my God. She's perfect. 
for now. I mean, who knows? Like, if if it's if in two years I'm still doing the same open mics and it's the future ain't looking bright, like she might be like, when are we gonna when are we gonna throw the towel in on this? She's got that tight gash. She's got a tight gash. <laughs> tight ass, tight gash. That's what it's all about. Hatchet wound. Ew. Ham wallet, I heard. Oh, yeah. Ham wallet's good. What time is it, boys? <laughs> it's time for it's more a, vagina euphemism. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a riveting podcast. It's 9.05. Great. Mm. Cut out where I say gash. <laughs> <laughs> and cat. I just can't say gash, I think. I don't want to say gash on anywhere. If you were like a EMT and there's a horrible car accident and you're like arriving and like somebody's like, oh my God, this person's injured. They have a huge gash. Would you just yes. laugh in the person's face? I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how people feel about the what word moist. What a bloody gash. <laughs> yeah, I'd laugh a lot. My grandmother used to love the actually, she liked the word moist, like without the T. She, she, she liked it. Moist. I, you know when people so say specific. they don't like that word moist? I I, I never get it because it doesn't bother me. But when you just described your grandmother delivering that word without the T, yeah. I I think I get it. Yeah. No, she was great. We'd go to we'd go out to the restaurant and um, she'd say to the waiter, um, "Would you like to see my pussy?" No. And yeah, the waiter'd be like, "Excuse me." It's like, I just had him shaved, and then she'd pull no. out a picture of her cat. You know. So and cute. um he you know <laughs> she would do that on and then she'd Are be like kidding? oh i'm i'm old i don't know yeah, of course she knew exactly what she How was doing How old were you? Oh i mean she did that she was like this my whole life you know but That's but then so when you cute. get older you start to understand her humor and Yeah. She was very naughty. She she liked it. What did she have a grandma name? Nanny. But what was her first name? <laughs> that was oh, not her was, name. What was her proper name? <laughs> yeah. Sarah. That's not a grandma name. She's a timeless, a, wonderful my woman. Mom, no, she was, she she hated being. I mean, she liked being a grandma, I think, but she hated. She wasn't like an old person ever. Gotcha. Like she would, she uh, she would call. She put herself in a home after a period of time because she had trouble getting around her house, and she called it the old OFG, um, which was either or um, OFH. I think actually, she would call it like the the old folks' home or or like the old fuckers' house or something <laughs> like. Like she would like alternate between that. That's good. My grandma was Peg. Peg? Margaret. Peggy. Margaret is, you know, that's a classic. Uh, yeah. Mar- Margie. Both of my grandmas were Evelyn, which really? is where they came up with Emily Lynn. Oh. Yeah, because my mom was like, well, Evelyn is just, it's too, <laughs> it's too old. Victorian. We can't name a child that I love your 80s. mom voice, too. That's a great voice. Thank you. She does not sound like that at all. Oh, I know. But you know what? It is? I think anybody, when it, when you're doing impressions, it's fun to have like a particular, like you have a voice that's yeah. just set for. You it know, is. Like, it's easy. Like, you know, Bill Burr, whenever he does women's voice, mm-hmm. it's always the same mm-hmm. women's voice. It's, and it's nice very to particular. have. Yeah. I can just do this for, for anyone who's all over 40. And like an authority figure, maybe. Right. It's from Jennifer Coolidge. You know, she, you know. I just love snow peas and soup, talking and not talking. That's 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 what it is essentially. Mm. I was just about to ask, how did you do your dad's voice? And I remembered your dad is no longer with us. Uh, yeah, I don't have a dad voice. I'm sorry. That's okay. 
hysterical. Anybody out there struggling with loss or grief, Emily Lynn might be your comedian. Do you, do you feel a responsibility to talk about that stuff? Do, do, do you like the idea of helping people with comedy? That'd be great, if, but no. <laughs> I can't seek out to do that. That sounds... It's that gives I'm like <laughs> it's too obnoxious to say that. Yeah. Um well, you know, at the end of the day it isn't it is an an art form, sure, right? Like it's sure. a very unforgiving uh generally unrewarding art form like most art is. Right. Um it it's uh it's one of the few that has like that immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. Like there's very few forms of art out there where you get immediate feedback. It's very cool. I like, yeah, I think like the best way to, to think about it is that it's like playing an instrument and the audience is your instrument. I like that. Mm. Where did I hear that? Who, who are you stealing that from? Mm-hmm. Um, I is that don't, a Woody Allen thing? No, I don't know. I, I mean, actually, maybe, I don't know. Hearing you talk about immediate feedback makes me think of how appropriate sports metaphors for comedy are. Because it's sports, it's like, you know when you fucked up right away. It's today. So that's what we do here, Emily. We just figure out comedy one night at a time, you know? One little concept at a time. I like it. This is incredibly low-key kind of uh, discussion tonight. Yeah, I like it, though. It's nice to spend time with both of you guys. You know what it is? I think it's it's the lights are off, Mm. right? And we've got the... The light from the city I'm feeling the city very sleepy, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, wait, so it doesn't help to have the lights on? It's wait, been kinda... Do you ever just, like, lay on a bed? Especially in this, this is like a, like a perfect city environmental. You lay on a bed with somebody, and it's nighttime, and the windows are open, so all the lights from the city are coming in. And you can just, in that mode, like, it kind of gets your brain in the state mm-hmm. of mind where you can just talk for, like, five hours and, and just not even, mm. like, about anything. Mm. <clears throat> So good. You sounded like you were saying something really meaningful, and I went on my phone. Oh. Sorry. Hey, Pat Miscellaneous is uh, it's busy on that phone. Well, I, I partly pulled it out to see what time it is. We have just a few minutes left with yep. Emily Lynn. So, yeah, she's got to run. Tristan, what are your hot topics, uh, hot questions burning in your pocket that you want to make sure we touch on with Emily? And that goes for you as well, Emily. If there's anything you want to chat about. You have two and a half minutes. I, I don't think I I don't think I don't think you can distill any of. I need uh, a prompt. Yeah. Well, you're going to host an open mic <laughs> at the Experiment Comedy Gallery called Creepy Crackers. Mm-hmm. That's what you're That's what you're running to this evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best friend Jeremy Hammond. You guys know each other a long time. Oh my God, do I know Jeremy Hammond? Was it this was the open mic that I went to, or was that a different one? That was that one, but we moved it. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, it, we moved it to Williamsburg. It, uh, Jeremy and I oh, went to high school together. Yeah. Um, we actually dated briefly oh. on a choir trip to Italy oh. in 2005. And we were bus buddies and we did a lot of the closed mouth kissing. Not mm. French class. Not French class. And then I broke up with him. Oh, I was such a. I was so bad. I used to do this thing where if I didn't like a guy that much or I just wasn't that into him, I, <laughs> this is so horrible to admit, I would use the excuse that, oh, my dad died and, like, I'm just not ready for like, a relationship. It's kind of a good catch-all for anything. Like, if you want to quit a job, say? 
you could quit a job with that, right? It's true. Well, like, not anymore. I mean, it was it had it was only like a year or so, so it was still fresh. And I don't know. I think you could use yeah, it. Yeah, but if you're going to use it as an exit strategy, because like you ever have that fear that if you like use some excuse like that and it's actually based off of a person that hasn't died, like you're going to doom them somehow. Right. So yeah, this but I st- but it still wasn't the truth. The truth was Have you made amends to Jeremy about that? I don't know if I've told him that. Um, you should make a joke about it and then do it say, at the mic tonight um, in front of him. He was just talking about, you know, when we get back home, we're going to play video games or something. And I was like, I'm out. I can't uh, <laughs> commit to this right now. Did uh, you have anything to do with him starting comedy? Or- no, it's so strange. We hadn't, we had not spoken for many years and not because I, we didn't like each other. I just, we grew, grew apart naturally and, and your dad all- died, etc. Right. Yeah. That was before yeah. I was a kid. And Man, way to dredge up the hit God, past. stop Jeez. talking about it. Jeez, Pat. I'm sorry. And then I saw him at, a at the Village Lantern. Look at that. Uh, and and we've been uh, close ever since. Well, you're both hysterical, so Aww. there must be something in that Long Island water out there. Maybe. Maybe. Could just be dealing with all the Jersey Shore that's out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you boys are great. Oh, you're great, Emily. Thank you for uh, joining us tonight. Yeah, we appreciate your Thank time. Thank you. And um, do you want to plug anything? What's your Twitter you, account? You go. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I have Lynn. never used my Twitter. Go on Twitter. Find her empty page. I have never used it. I think I tweeted three times. Um, are you on Instagram or nope. Snapchat? Nope. Come to a show of Emily Lynn. Sometime. Yeah, come to a show. She's so funny. All right. I feel like that sounds Come to a sarcastic. show. Come to a show on um Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday, everybody. Yeah. This Saturday at nine thirty, Benny and Griff at the Duplex. Nice. Oh, that would be great. I think people should just come this Saturday, based off of whatever Saturday right. after right. what they're hearing <laughs> right now. Whatever Saturday yeah. they want. If you're hearing this on Saturday, then just come right. today. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.